0: The, the boga, as you go through the experience and following the experience, it just really makes you take a very deep look at how our own mind works, the way we treat ourselves, especially things we tell ourselves, beliefs like I had when I was younger, beliefs about, you know, my own life, limiting beliefs, fully taking responsibility for our life and understanding that we're the only person that can actually make ourselves happy and therefore the relationship with ourselves is the most important relationship we can ever have.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the Modern Psychedelics Podcast where our intention is to bring heart and intuition to the foreground of psychedelics. I'm your host, Lana.
2: And I'm your host, Zoe. Together we are going to be taking a journey each week Introducing you to some of the greatest minds in plant medicine and psychedelics.
1: Sure to ignite awarenesses and rememberings of divine ancient wisdom as we integrate psychedelics into modern life.
2: So, let's journey. In today's episode, we speak with Levi Barker, a weedy trained Iboga provider who has been involved with Iboga for the last 13 years. Levi serves the medicine full-time at Iboga Wellness Center in Costa Rica. Iboga Wellness Center is the longest-running psycho-spiritual Iboga retreat in the West. After being healed by the medicine himself for many ailments, Levi made the decision to follow and work with Iboga for the rest of his life. In our episode today, we learn more about Levi's journey to discovering this medicine and becoming a trained provider we also dive into the Boudi tribe and what teachings and messages they have for us in the West. We learn about the Iboga ceremony experience and how people can come to meet and have conversations with their soul during ceremony. We also discuss the powerful neurological and spiritual reset Iboga provides and what integration looks like for this medicine. So... If you're curious about Iboga or receiving the call, you are certainly in the right place. Let's get started.
1: Hello everyone. So today we are so excited to be here with Levi, who is going to be teaching us and telling us all about Iboga, sharing the wisdom from the Bwiti, and just having an amazing conversation around all of that. So Levi, welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, thanks so much. Appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're so excited to speak with you. So can you just take some time to just introduce yourself to our audience and tell us a little bit about how you how you came to...
0: Yes, yeah, so my story on finding Iboga, like a lot of people who come to this medicine initially, they uh, come for addiction reasons. And, uh, you know, my job is to get the word out that Iboga is, is useful for, you know, all humans that are called to it for, for any of life's problems. But, you know, I, I grew up um, with the belief from a young age that I was going to be an addict. There was a lot of uh, alcohol and, and drugs on my mom's side of the family. And in the eighties, they started talking about gen, um addiction being a genetic problem and um and so I grew up with this deep belief inside me that that's the the way things the way things are and um sure enough, as I got into my twenties, I had a really bad opiate problem um, you know function in the attic, but you know a good 10, 11 year year run, and I just couldn't move past it and at some point. Uh, a really good friend of mine who's, who really is uh, knows a lot about plant medicine recommended Iboga to me, and uh, he actually sent it to me. And at that time, I was in the middle of moving to Nicaragua, so I was kind of splitting my time in between uh, California and Nicaragua. And uh, so, so, yeah, this friend um, basically presented Iboga to me. I'd never heard of it before. And long story short, I uh, did a home detox, which for anybody listening is a really bad idea. But um, yeah, I went through this journey and it's very different when you're you're using Iboga to detox from something. And um, yeah, went through a pretty, you know, grueling three night journey. On the fourth night, eventually I was able to get up and I was no longer physically addicted. And that was really kind of the starting point. Obviously, you have to get through something like that to, you know, continue on to learning about who you are, what you want in life. And so a year and a half later, um, there was a Bwiti shaman that came to Costa Rica and started pretty much the first uh, Iboga retreat in the West. And uh, I met him through the same friend that had introduced me to Iboga. And we became friends and eventually um, started training with him to learn how to serve the medicine. And, uh, you know, looking back, I'm surprised he even let me do that. I was, you know, not even close to being able to serve somebody medicine, but I was able to start the process of learning and uh, sit with a lot of people. Uh, see a diff- lot of different looks with the medicine on all the people coming here for different, you know, things—physical problems, of course, mental problems—and uh, yeah, just saw it work very, very consistently. So over about a five-six year period, I wasn't wasn't full time, but I I was training uh, with the shaman to to serve the medicine. And one of uh, his first students to graduate is a guy named Gary Cook. He's uh, my brother, mentor, um, definitely like the breedy elder on this this side of the pond. Um, he started Iboga Wellness going on eight years ago now, and so shortly after he started Iboga Wellness, I came down, continued my training. Um, eventually, you know, a lot of people go to Africa, and uh, there wasn't as many many trips before, but I'd been around the medicine a good six seven years before actually going and getting initiated in in gabon and uh once i got initiated at the end i got the blessing from our teacher to then serve the medicine so i've been doing doing that for about the last seven years um we have small groups here at iboga wellness but we've had over a thousand people uh come through and experience this medicine with us and um yeah, it's it's really beautiful to witness, and definitely uh, count my blessings every day to be able to to be here with people in their healing process and be able to to guide them.
1: Oh, beautiful! Thank you so much for sharing that with us, and just for being on the path that you are. Just thank you for being you and providing what you do to the world. And you know, you spoke about being in the iboga vibration in the eboga world. It's it's very clear to me that you are someone who really lives in the eboga frequency and that you just have committed so much of yourself in your life to this medicine just from what I've um, spoken with you about through email back and forth over the past several months. So can you take us through what that experience was, was like for you um, to just get initiated by the Bwiti, but also going from a participant to a facilitator? Like, how did you know it was time? Um, what did it feel like to kind of have that activate within you?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, like I mentioned, it definitely took time. And, you know, I really owe my life to Evoga. I mean, I don't know where would I, where I would be without it. But it, um, yeah, most most likely saved me, and also showed me how to live. And so, you know, a lot of a lot of the training um, is is eating the medicine, taking it consistently, quite often, um, and you know, not necessarily going on full blown journeys. But after a while, after you've really gotten cleaned out and moved the rough stuff out of the way, just a little bit of medicine can go in and just connect you there and um, you know that's one one thing with Iboga is once you once you work with it long enough like you don't have to keep going through you know journey after journey to to get to the truth or to get whatever you know you're connecting with the medicine with and so yeah a lot of a lot of just working with Iboga um, being in the retreat environment seeing a lot of people come through and really the you know, you know, we follow a path called bhumi here, and then our bhumi essentially is a breedy is somebody that uses iboga to study life itself. And so, when we break down our life, essentially, the relationship with ourselves is is a big part of it. And knowing ourselves, what we're good at, what we're not, um, you know, really being able to forgive ourselves or for whatever we may have done. And then, knowing what we want in life. So once I knew what I wanted, which was to serve this medicine, you know I was full in all the way and really dedicated my my life to it. And so it's not for me to say, you know, when I could have started uh, serving medicine, um at least in our tradition, we need a blessing from a, a greedy elder to uh, do that for us. And so, I, you know, I was able to to get that word from our, our teacher. And, you know, then actually once you kind of graduate to that, to being an Ibogra provider, it's almost like starting from the beginning again. You know, now all of a sudden, um, you know, a big part of, of what happens is when we graduate from that, our teacher is giving us spirit to take back to the West, you know, spirit to protect us and to help heal the groups that, that come through. And um, and so yeah, really a big part of it is just was just working through my my own stuff, and and a big part of getting there was this bhumi tradition. So there's many different uh, you know avenues that the tradition comes through, but the the main one and the one that we share with people here is the, this tradition on how to study life, and so. You know, once I started implementing those tools, then you know, and and just like anybody, whoever implements these tools, their life's just going to get better. And as you study them and do them, they just take on a more a more profound meaning. And so, kind of the the first thing, the foundation of the tradition for the people that come in here. You know, some people come in; they're not really sure if they they want to live anymore. You know, they come to Iboga because nothing else has quite worked for them. And so the properties of this medicine, like just one of the big things it really instills in you, not just, you know, where you understand it logically, but somehow it just fills you up with, you know, this is my opportunity to live. Like the, the gift of life that we're giving, given doesn't get any, nothing goes above that, you know, and, and we, we were just given our life, like we didn't have to uh, pay for it or, you know, do anything to get here. We didn't even ask for it necessarily. You know, and when we when we when we come into this world, um, you know, we don't get to choose who our parents are. You know, where we're born, you know, what sex we are. Um, we just we just come into it. And so, as people go through this experience, you know, we share parts of this tradition with them, and then the medicine just really instills it on a deep level in them. Because if we're not valuing and appreciating our life, it's going to be tough to get past any of the other things, you know, with, with our mind, um, you know, uh, that's the starting point for the relationship with ourselves. And so that, you know, just understanding that our, our opportunity to be here on earth, not, that's the biggest thing that can ever happen because, you know, and, and, you know, I would like to think that, you know, my soul travels and things happen, after we die and i know through the medicine we can connect with spirit and and travel and, and move in that way but i can't fully verify all of it with my senses uh here in the physical realm and so you know uh we know that the, you know our life here is the most important important thing ever you know things may happen after we pass but for right now you know all of our senses were are here on earth and we're here to enjoy life, and so um, I mean that's the goal. You know, we all have different problems when we come to evoke or things we wanna, wanna work on. But in the end, we're here to enjoy life. Like this is this is our opportunity to be here and be a human, and get the most out of it. And so that's that's a big part of, uh, you know, for the people coming here. Like the medicine can just instill this thirst and thankfulness for life once again when when they lose it. And so once once people have that then they can start moving through, you know, a lot of the other a lot of the other steps and things that we need to do to uh, really live a happy fulfilled life. So the the you know, when people come here, I mean really it's you know, it's probably 60% eboga and the other 40% is learning this tradition and learning to to implement it. And we encourage people even that don't go and get initiated, like the people here, this tradition just gets down to the truth of what life is. And, um, and so we encourage people to share it with their, their children, their family. And, you know, one of the big things that we've lost in the West is our traditions. And I think that's why there's a, a lot of confusion in the world, you know, back in the day um, you know everybody had traditions and ways of doing things and paying respects to the earth and the things that we have and for most cultures not not all of them but most of them in the west there's nothing like that anymore and i think it's a really uh really important part of you know young people growing up like having some right or some sort of passionate passage in the manhood or womanhood and um And getting there. So yeah, the tradition is is a really big part of it. And I'm sure I'll share some more about that too.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us, Levi. It just sounds like the medicine allows people to come to this new place of acceptance and even a rebirth and feeling just a new level of appreciation for life and a new level of gratitude for life. And you use the term studying life, like the buiti study life. So what does it mean to study life with a Bwiti lens, if you could wrap it up?
0: <laughs> so for most of us, um, you know, the iboga, the iboga come, comes in first. And the iboga, as you go through the experience and following the experience, it just really makes you take a very deep look at, you know, how our own mind works, the way we treat ourselves, especially things we tell ourselves um, the beliefs like I had when I was younger, beliefs about, you know, my own life, limiting beliefs, um, you know, fully taking responsibility for our life and understanding that we're the only person that can actually make ourselves happy, you know, and, and therefore the relationship with ourselves is the most important relationship we can ever have. So, yeah, really building that bond you know in in the breathing and a lot of different traditions you hear a lot about presence um and you know I, I don't think it's realistic for people to be present all the time but we probably need at least some present time and you know in the breathing like in other traditions being present is just having your senses activated and operating and so to get to get in that state is a very simple technique within the breathing you know The first thing is when we wake up in the morning, we make sure we're going to spend time with ourselves and do what we can do to get some present moments. Even if it's, you know, even if you're there for 15, 20 minutes and you get a couple minutes of of presence, that just makes a a huge difference. And so what we do starting out um, to kind of work the muscles out of presence, we'll just sit there or we could be meditating but we'll tune into our senses and can just start cycling through a few of them. You know, what do I see? What do I hear? What do I feel? And when we're doing that, when we're focusing on our senses, we really don't have a choice, but to be present. And the reason we want to be present, um, I I heard you, uh, one of your episodes from a couple ago, you were talking about, um, being able to like really being uh, appreciative of of your intuition and and knowing how to recognize it now. And, you know, in, in the bleeding, our intuition is our soul's way of communicating with us. And, um, you know, the intuition, we we know that that intuition or our soul is our actual guide for the big things in life. And in order to listen to that soul and, and get those messages we have to be present because the mind is very loud very fast um you know s- speaks speaks a, a lot and and at a high volume whereas the soul is more like a cu- just a pure gentle being not necessarily a kid but sensitive like that and just pure and when it speaks it speaks very directly it's softly and um and, yeah, it gives you it gives you the, the truth. So, yeah, big big part of um, being here for people that come here and, and learning this tradition as well as to be able to separate the, the messages and the things that come from your mind versus those that come from the soul. And, uh, yeah, being able to recognize it. And then there couldn't be, you know, we could get some intuitions or messages where it's going to put us in a difficult situation. Um, you know, following through on those and following it allows us to then gain the confidence and trust in it that it's going to be able to, it, that's going to give us what we need. So when, we, when it comes down to the really big t- tradition the, or the really big decisions, you yeah, we want to be able to check in, get present, um, you know, gently introduce the thought or the information we want into our consciousness, sit there and then see see what comes up from there you know not necessarily focusing on it and um yeah really yeah a big part of being here is just people really have a homecoming with their soul you know people don't um uh people you know always come come in with with their soul you know if they if they didn't come in with their soul i would uh, definitely catch that before they came but but it's not centered in them. It's not fully in there and, and present inside of them. And so going through this experience is really a big part of it is just a really deep connection back with the soul. And um and yeah, so that's that's our, our guide in the tradition. So um you know yeah, practicing tools like that and uh they they keep leading leading deeper.
2: And it sounds like meeting the soul deeper and deeper each time, which is so beautiful. And Iboga is obviously very beneficial for treating addiction, but who else might benefit from using Iboga or coming to Iboga Wellness?
0: Yes. So we get people with, uh, you know, actually here we used to back in the day, we used to do like detox work. So, but we haven't for probably six years now, six and a half. And so everybody coming here is coming under our psycho spiritual, you know, umbrella of a retreat. And so we, we've had it all, you know, obviously depression, PTSD, anxiety, fault, you know, those are, um, there's a, a lot happening in, in there, but you know, it's the way we kind of label what people are dealing with. And so, you know, very simply in, in the breeding, we see, uh, depression. Is always living and making decisions from the past and anxiety is always going into the future. And so, you know, uh, that's a, a big, a big chunk of it. There is depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD, um, and really, really just not, we you know, just not knowing how to think and not how, not knowing how to, to treat yourself. You know, we grew up in the, in the West, uh, kind of taught to just grind it through and get it done. And, you know, our happiness is second as long as we, you know, get these things done that, uh, you know, we feel like we need to, or, you know, somebody else feels like we need to. And, um, and so, yeah, learning, learning to be gentle with oneself, um, is a big part. And so in the tradition, we talk about treating ourselves like our own firstborn child. So whenever things come up or whenever a kid's around, you know, you're gentle and direct in, in what you say, um, you know, doing that with ourselves, um, is a, is a big part. And, you know, a lot of people haven't really practiced that because it's just not the norm, you know, whatever, maybe their, their parents weren't able to support them in the proper proper way and they learned that's just kind of how you, how you live. And so, yeah, a lot of mind, uh, illness, you know, OCD thinking, um, looping thoughts about the past. Um, Also a lot of uh, non-substance addictions, Um, eating disorders, definitely a big one. Uh, Had one girl come one time for kleptomania. Um, You know, being addicted to abusive relationship. And so, You know, and then a certain percentage of people that that come through um, aren't necessarily down and out and and having the the roughest time, but they feel like there's more and they've they've disconnected at some point with, you know, the real them inside. And so, you know, people coming, like the next moves in life, where do I go from here? Um, Yeah, and just some, some, some clarity about what to do with their life. And so... The medicine definitely gives you some homework going back on here's what needs to happen in my life. And actually we'll have people write those down a lot of times, like what's going to change, you know, post retreat and what we do from here. Like here's the things I'm going to stop. And then here's the things I'm going to start doing. And so the medicine definitely gives you, uh, yeah, gives you, gives you a map going forward of these things that need to, need to happen in life and um yeah so you know there's all kinds of different labels but really most any human problem that uh that we have you know we have to be careful with some people do come for physical healing and we have to be careful about like okay here's the things that iboga is good for physically um and you know but the 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 outcomes can can vary like we've had a lot of people come for Lyme disease over the years and there's been some that it's just been amazing for and they've like fully healed themselves and there's others you know maybe they feel better for a bit but the Lyme kind of comes back so things like that we need to be careful of course cancer um you know had a couple people come for uh, multiple sclerosis and we you know let them know this this can certainly help but you know, the, connecting you with yourself and the way you identify and treat yourself, you know, it, it's going to have a positive impact, impact no matter what, you know, physical symptoms we're going through and you know, how we in, interpret pain. And so, yeah, with the, the physical problems, you know, definitely very just straightforward with people and their ex- expectations on that. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, those are some of the main ones.
1: so so powerful what a powerful medicine i'm wondering as someone who is a provider of this medicine and experience for people what have you noticed or learned about the ways in which iboga is unique particularly in how it teaches us and how it delivers its messages and how it really works with people
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so in the Bweedy we talk about Iboga being there since the beginning of earth, since everything, you know, all the, the animals and the humans were here since the very beginning. Iboga has, has been there. And so, you know, with Iboga, all the, the medicines, all the major plant medicines and plant teachers, you know, have, have their own properties. And, and I like a lot of them. Okay. Like I, I like, uh, ayahuasca a lot and san pedro um and so you know but the properties of those medicines are just different than than iboga and so you know and people that go through this experience would agree like the properties of iboga really get back to that core of just the relationship with ourself and what it means to be human here on earth and how we need to operate here here on earth um and, you know, the, the medicine, as you know, is a, is a root. Um, and so it's very earth-based, very connected, um, very connected to, to nature. And, um, you know, even through the experience, like people can be traveling very, very deeply, be in a really intense journey. You come in, you come and you chat with them or you're checking in with them. Um, people are immediately back and always aware of like what's going on and you know where I'm at, and so yeah, the properties of Iboga is just it's just really a a life medicine, connecting ourselves back with ourselves, and just giving us the truth about what's going on in our life, and then also a path forward. And um, yeah, does that answer it a bit?
2: Yes, thank you so much, Levi. And kn- because this is such a different medicine in the way that even the ceremony is so much longer in length than other plant medicines. What are perhaps tips and strategies for integrating such a powerful plant medicine that, that has such a lengthy journey? Yeah.
0: Like, um, like post coming out of, out of it or kind of more long-term integration both of it.
2: Both of it. Yeah. I'd love to hear about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. just, expectations like this is going to be a long one. Um, and, you know, t- people come in and they can create some fear and some butterflies within themselves. And it is a very difficult, long journey, but typically what we can create in our mind and and how it's going to be is, is even worse than it, than it actually is. And so, you know, the, you The medicine is is long, so we prepare people, let them know that it's going to be a long night. Like you can definitely feel the medicine, uh, you know, twenty hours, twenty four hours, not necessarily in uh, real intense that whole time, um, but you definitely know the medicine's in you, and it's still it's still working in there. And so, yeah, so getting people to really commit, like I'm here for myself, coming to do this work and better myself. And I'm going to take the medicine and be here with it for as long as it takes for me to get what I need. And so, you know, making that agreement with oneself beforehand definitely takes a lot of the pressure off of it. And, um, and yeah, so the, the journey uh, like I was mentioning a bit earlier, so typically whatever we're dealing with in life questioning ourselves, you know, abusing ourselves, overactive mind, most of that time, uh, not necessarily during the ceremony, but the next day as the medicine slows down a bit, like those things are going to come up amplified. You know, and the nice thing is even though it's it's amplified, um, there's a bit of separation between it by knowing that this is the medicine healing and doing what it needs to do. So people are, you know, understand like, hey, while you're, in this stage or with iboga um you know if things need to come up and be shown to you you're you're not really in control you can't just stop it like that's just part part of the healing process and so you know preparing people for that and then the next day as as the medicine kind of starts tapering down like the emotions the things that we're coming for are very much going to be presented to us you know um and so, like uh, like Gary Cook, who founded Evoke Wellness, used to say, like you know, things come in through the front door, and when they're leaving, they also go through the front door. And so, when people are in the in the middle of that, a lot of times they can confuse confuse that with the medicine not working, you know. Or especially if we question ourselves, or we're already you know skeptical about things, like it's for sure not working, you know. And we. Just, Healthy those That's okay. I'm I'm sure I'm sure it is. Just give it give it time, allow it to to run its process. And so the general rule is until you get some sleep the following night, or whenever you do get sleep, you know, get five, six hours until you've kind of fully slept and bounced back physically, like the journey isn't done. You know, and there's there's occasionally, you know, some people um, you know, maybe Seven percent of people come through like we do. Ceremony night, go through all the next day, and then sometimes they're even up for one more night after that. Or we've had a few people that are that are up for three nights, and um, you know, so it's a long it's a long process. And the gifts of Iboga for some people they're going to be immediate. Like we get up in the morning with sunrise, close the ceremony, get people back to the room for some just nice. Quiet time for themselves, um, yeah, and, and and it's just it's just gonna uh, it's not it's not going to be a pleasant thing during that time for the most part, you know. And so some people get up in the morning and they've gotten all these questions answered, um, thankful for everything that's happened, and the other half are kind of like, "What was that?" I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened, or I'm not even sure if it's quite good yet. So you know, just really letting people know like this is this is the norm. You know, everybody comes to this medicine and wants visions and to go traveling and see the creation of earth. and but more more often than not, it's uh, it's it's a grind. and and one of the ways it grinds you, like a very common thing to happen uh, during a bo a boga experience, and it probably happens for. Seventy-five percent of people, as as, as the medicines intense, while we're in ceremony time through the night, the mind will just go into overdrive. You'll start having you know a hundred thoughts per second, where they they don't really connect. There's no conclusion to them. It's just going, and so we just let people know. You know, if that happens, like don't feel like you have to follow it. Like this is this is the way of the medicine's way of cleaning your mind and um, you know, so just allow that to happen. And, you know, as people come out of it and get rest the next day, they definitely feel that space in their mind. I mean, nearly everybody mentions, I haven't felt this at peace in a long time. Like, and, and people are able to, you know, invariably through Iboga or any plant medicine, some of our old stuff's going to come up sometimes, but you know, the way we react to it is differently. And so the medicine really gives people a clear choice, like, Here's, you know, this thought that I hurt myself with. Like, is there anything I need to learn from this thought? Do I need to sit with it? Most of the time, probably not. Um, You know, there could be a case, but most of the time it's just old things we've been recycling through for years and, and bringing into ourselves. And so the medicine kind of really protects you from yourself. Like, okay, that's what that is. And I've made the agreement with myself I'm not going to hurt myself with this thought and take it inside anymore. And so I'm just going to let it pass. And, you know, could take some some reps of going through that that cycle. Um, but eventually it becomes, you know, becomes part of you. And um, so, yeah, it, you know, immigration is the most important part. And really, you know, the week that come people come and stay with us here, it's really the beginning of it all because now we're, we're cleaned out. We have a clear mind, we, you know, it really brings us back to baseline and gives us the reset that you hear about. And then it's time to, uh, then it's time to implement the things. And so, you know, as far as kind of longer term integration goes, um, we work with some really, really a couple really great co- coaches, a handful of them. Um, and then, you know, obviously, myself and the staff to make ourselves available. Like, you know, we're, we, have, we have a deep bond after something like this, going through this experience together, you know, everybody in the group, ourselves, myself, like there's just a deep connection that happens there going through this experience. And so, yeah, people are, are able to get in touch with us, you know, if they need to talk or whatever it is they, they may need. And then we do uh, monthly integration calls for any, uh, any person that's ever come to Iboga Wellness and um, so yeah, it's good for people to hear people that are, you know, four years out from their Iboga experience and just how it continues to teach them and bless their lives and, you know, where some people are coming in fresher, you know, now having to to learn some new things and new skills and so yeah, a place for people to share in that way but yeah, m- most people you know, with medicine in general you need a coach, like you you do because the, you know, it's not so much what happens during the experience. And that's why I tell people like the bodhi experience itself is a very small part of it. And even, you know, expectations on how that experience should, should go, uh, really let go of that. Like what's important how does it change our lives afterwards? Like what does it, what does it give us from there? And uh, so, yeah, really getting people to, to focus on that.
1: Mm, so so good about what you were saying well all of it but especially around how you know the mind has to kind of go into overdrive and like show you how messy it is in order to get that that reset it kind of makes sense like when you think about a computer before you hit that reset button it's just when the computer has reached that point of kind of too much happening all at once that it needs that reset and I've definitely had that experiencing it that experience in an ayahuasca ceremony, even where it's just like so many thoughts that don't connect and don't make sense and you can't follow them and you don't even know what you're thinking and none of it makes sense. But then that's, that's the way that it teaches the, it teaches by showing you the opposite, right? So like it shows you peace of mind by showing you how messy it is. So -hmm. it's super, super cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, I've heard people who have had experiences with Iboga talk about, um, you know, like we write this like list of questions that we want to ask our soul. And then like, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, where you get to travel and meet your soul and ask all these questions, but it only happens sometimes and to some people. So I was just wondering if you could break that down for us, talk to us a little bit about that and what that experience is like and kind of like how it happens when it happens.
0: Yeah, yes. So we do you know, do a guided journey with people. And if they have questions about their, their life, they're able to, you know, prepare those. And, and you're right, not everybody goes through it. And so, yeah, letting people know it's not like a test, um, you know, even if you don't get these questions clearly answered, like, it doesn't mean the medicine didn't work, like, it's really gonna give you what we need. And so, you know, also a lot of, you know, people come through and they wanna know what my gifts are, What are my, my passions? And, you know, that, those things come from having the foundation, you know, solid first. And so, you know, by, by working on getting the foundation going what we like being able to listen to our intuition, you know, curiosity about things is a big one. You know, that's going to lead us to, you know, our passions and our gifts. And so, yeah, people do, um, Write down questions if they, if they want to. And then during uh, one or both of the ceremonies, uh, we come around and essentially it's a breathy technique to guide somebody into themselves, connect with themselves, and then be able to ask questions and get, get answers back. And there's also a part where we go through and we're cleaning the body. Um, there's also a time where we can connect with people that have passed or any any ancestors, which can be really cool, but yeah, I would say probably seventy percent of people go through that, so not not everybody, and um, and so yeah, we just give people, you know, when the when the time is right, we um, first put this pygmy powder on their third eye, which is a, a blend of of herbs that I guess uh, postmenopausal pygmy women have a monopoly on. Nobody, nobody else makes it. And so, you know, the Buddha use that as well for their dress and their, and their costumes. And that's to, you know, open up the intuition and, and connect you with your, your intuition. And so then it's just a a series of simple instructions. Some people, it may be very vivid where they're fully immersed in this world. For some people, it can be more like an exercise. But the trick is you go through the process and you get in there and whether it's full immersion or it's more of an exercise, exercise, you still connect with the same source in there. And um, yeah, there comes a point where people can ask their question um, and then they repeat the answer to us, unless it's something really personal, they don't, they don't want to share and move through the questions. And we also do, you know, during that, a big part of that experience too is, is reconnecting with oneself and checking in with your soul. Sometimes the soul may not be super, super eager to help, you know, if we've been neglecting ourselves for, for a long time. And so we essentially have a talk with our soul and let them know like this is, this is the way it's going to be going forward. You know, I'm sorry if I've ever hurt you, you know, but from now on, I'm going to follow you and we have them, you know, hug it. And, um, you know, so there's there's that part. And then another kind of uh, form of the guided journey that we we'll do with people is also do a, a life review. So we go in and check in every couple years or every year of, of this person's life. So it kind of goes like the guided journey as well, but it goes through a different process. And so we check in, you know, two years, four years, six years, eight years, all the way up into present age. And so, you know, we get to... 13 14 years old we see our young selves there and we can ask them what's going on you know what's happening in your life why you know why do you look sad and they can tell us and then when they tell us then we can give them the instructions on like here's what you need to do so in essentially teaching teaching oneself inside of that space like um you know mom and dad don't don't get along and therefore i'm I'm unhappy and they don't pay attention to me so we just go through and give them the truth of the situation what it is and then essentially tell them how to move past it guide them on getting past it and you get to get them to the point where they've been cleared back and they can see it the, the younger younger soul is bright fully in there and then move on to the next stage and so yeah it's it's um it can be really, really, really powerful. And definitely there's some crying happening a lot of the times. Definitely some laughs too. The can be pretty funny. And, um, but yeah, and, and people get that clarity. You know, at the same time, uh, people, even without going through that experience, by just putting the energy into those questions, um, get the answers from it. You know, and so... Um, but in, in in the end, like the medicine is going to give us the core foundational answers through the experience, and then what we have, what you know, once we have that, then a lot of the other questions um, become a whole lot easier.
1: Wow, I think that's the thing about Iboga and this medicine that sticks out to me the most is the fact that you get to write down these questions and ask your soul them and get answers. Like that's just so cool. I'm wondering what is. The most memorable, or like the question that stood out to you the most, or like shocked you the mo- most, or like surprised you the most, that you really remember someone or maybe yourself asking and, during this process?
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> kind of, kind of a, a funny one is one time a woman called me over. And it wasn't necessarily during the, the guided journey, but she had a she had a question. She was like, "Hey Levi, if the breedy are so in tune and you know so connected, why does their music suck so much?" And so that one always <laughs> st- stood out as a, as a That's funny hilarious. one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard that the music is intolerable. And That's what I've heard it described. Been. Yeah,
0: as. no, it's. I mean, it's made for the medicine. And, you know, so, um, yeah, but let's see. um, Yeah, I remember one woman, really, really cool success story. When she was a a kid, I think she was seven, eight years old. Her her little brother, who was four or five, and her dad went to, like, I guess they lived rurally, and they went by, like, this tractor repair shop, and uh, their dad told them to stay in the car. And they got out of the car and started playing on this cattle truck. And the little girl pulled out like the pin holding up the back gate of this cattle truck. It fell, um, fortunately killed her little brother. And so she had um, lived with that, you know, her whole life, blamed herself for it her whole life. And so going in there through the, through the guided journey was just getting to the point to being able to forgive herself, you know, for, for doing that and understanding, you know, when we are kids, we're not fully in control. That's why we depend on our parents or somebody who's raised us to, you know, show us how how to get on. And so, yeah, really connecting and, and seeing that that little girl at that time didn't have any malintent and being able to, to you know, let that, let that go. And so, yeah, there's, there's, there's been, you know, at in the end, I mean, with the medicine, like we may have, you know, a lot of the a lot of the answers get down to just very core truths, and so, um, you know, you can definitely tell when somebody's connected. In there, they ask this question, and a, lot, a lot of times we know it's coming from the medicine. Like these, the medicine's allowing them to connect inside with the truth without all the the hurdles of you know the mind and emotions and experiences going through there. Um, A lot of times you, you know, the answer they're going to get already. And, and when the medicine speaks, just like our soul, it's very just direct and simple. You know, that's, that's, um, you know, the, the the experience itself can sometimes be a little, little chaotic. But once it all settles down, um, like the truth and, and the lessons that come through are just very simple and direct, which is really, really effective because people can then apply that a whole lot easier. Like they don't have to go and really try and interpret it and look at it from this angle and that angle. Just a very simple answer and truth back. And, you know, the, once they know that, that truth's in them, like they're no longer questioning that and they're able to, to move forward.
2: Wow, I still feel like, It would just be the absolute journey of a lifetime to meet your soul and to be able to have that next level of healing and to visit the inner child in these different realms to just heal it at the root or heal it at the source. It just is. Incredible. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with us, Levi. Um, I have one last question from me, and that is, with this present psychedelic renaissance that we're in right now, naturally, with more and more um, talk about these powerful medicines in our world, what do you feel like the future holds for Iboga? And how can people know that they're truly receiving the call and that this um, medicine is being used in reverence?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's really beautiful to be living in these times when pe- people are connecting back with, with you know, indigenous traditions and medicine, and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna bring about a big shift in the world, um, you know, especially younger people growing up and all of a sudden hearing you know, ayahuasca, you know, isn't some Schedule One drug, but you know, people are using it to to learn about themselves and life, and so. Yeah, it's going to have a really profound positive impact on the world. You know, I do think with iboga, anyways. You know, a lot of people uh, hear about the dangers of iboga, and it does need to be used in in, in the right way. Um, you know, responsibly. Um, but due to due to those dangers, and and I can actually say, like, I've never heard of anybody dying, like, going through a psycho spiritual experience. I'm just not aware of it. I mean, it, you know, thankfully, we've never had anybody die here. We never had a serious medical emergency. Um, but, you know, all of those that, that have happened, you know, the past 20 years or so, I, you know, I don't know if there's been 30 to 40 people or so that have died. Every single one has been somehow detoxing from, from drugs and just really bad out of shape. And so due to that, I think Iboga, Will be the last or one of the last to actually, um, you know, be able to be used within the states. You know, I know a lot of the, the, the psychedelic pharma companies are trying to figure out a way to, um, you know, take, take the psychedelic experience out of, out of guy and, um, you know, make, make different analogs from it. But, you know, that's, that's great because that's going to connect with some people that otherwise wouldn't come here. Or wouldn't otherwise find find the medicine and we realize there's a good percentage of people out there that that just aren't gonna to go do evoga but they, they may use you know um, this derivative of eboga. and that's great but it's never gonna work as well as the plant itself you know um and that goes for all the psychedelics like people trying to to extract and, and make new things out of plant medicines like these things came from earth, from the creator, you know, from the creator for us to use here. And you're just, you're just not going to top nature in that way. And so, um, you know, thankfully some, some other countries are opening up to, to Iboga and Ibogaine, you know, which there's a big, big difference there, especially in the way it's used and and how the medicine goes through you. You know, essentially, you know, ibogaine we look at it, i mean you're you're doing this very serious process on the iboga and essentially sh- stripping in the spirit from the plant and so you know that's that, that's a big part if you're going to take iboga you want to get you know, have the spirit of the plant and you know and so um yeah i see eboga thankfully iboga is is still a bit more underground you know when when eboga wellness first started there was a lot of retreats with one person, uh, no people, <laughs> just hanging out, you know, and so it's grown over the last six years, especially. And thankfully a lot of that comes from, from Ayahuasca people, be, you know, being called to Ayahuasca and then learning those, you know, other plants or Iboga e- out there and being called in that way. And so, but to, but to be honest, like if everybody was to come to Iboga right now, um, that that wanted it like if it was say even at half the popularity of say ayahuasca like i don't think there would be enough uh medicine for everybody not not iboga anyways i mean for a while there might be but yeah so a big part of uh you know moving forward for myself is 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 actually being involved in in cultivating the plant Making sure it's there for future generations, and also, uh, yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's definitely a big one because, yeah, there there just wouldn't be enough. It takes, you know, really, you need to have an iboga plant for probably ten years to really for to make sense on, on using it. Otherwise, just um, it's just not going to be as strong. Um, the the root bark layer on the roots is going to be thinner, and so it takes it takes some time. Not nearly like something like peyote, you know, where it might be 20 years, but still takes a good amount of time. But more people are going to come to Iboga. There's no no doubt about that. I mean, it, you know, at least uh, people here um, come here. I mean, it has a really good reputation and just really helps and heals a lot of people coming through. And so there's gonna um, the definitely more people are going to come to it. But I, I think it is important to not have all the stress on Africa for providing this medicine. And, you know, and then it gets into, you know, some of the messy trade stuff where, you know, elephant poachers are trying to collect it all in the way, you know, elephants will actually eat iboga as well. And so, you know, if there's elephants around, you know, you know they can find the iboga and people poaching it that way. And so, yeah, and the medicine, uh, yeah, people, people need to cultivate it more. You know, even in Africa, a lot more people are, you know, and other people that see the value in Iboga are starting up pretty, pretty large scale operations to uh, really intentionally get a lot of Iboga planted.
1: Thank you for leaving us with such a powerful message and wisdom and also some cautions as we move forward with this medicine during these times. So, Levi, where can people learn more about you? How can people work with you? Tell us about that experience of maybe coming to visit you in um, Costa Rica at Iboga Wellness. How can, how can people learn more about that?
0: Yeah, so our website is ibogawellness.com. And we have, uh, yeah, we have a lot of information on there. But here, you know, people come for a week. Um, we experience the medicine two times during that week which is uh, enough for a lifetime uh, for for a lot of people. And so, yeah, we do small intimate groups. This medicine um, doesn't lend itself to large groups very well. And so typically we have six people that come through at a time and share the experience here. And so, yeah, we do a really beautiful food throughout the week. We go on nature and beach outings. We're in a beautiful spot on top of a mountain here in southwest Costa Rica. So really nice views and um, yeah, we have a lot of uh, fruit trees and edible plants going on. And so yeah, if anybody interested, yeah, check, check out our website and and, uh, on there through our contact form, you're welcome to to contact me anytime with any, any questions.
1: Amazing. Well, I think I can speak for both Zoe and myself. When I say that we are, hoping and manifesting to come visit you out there one day and have this experience because it sounds absolutely beautiful. And just knowing someone who has been there, I know that you all really take care of the people that come through there. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank all of you. that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing with our audience. And is there any last words of wisdom that you want to leave us with before we log off here?
0: no i want to um you know thank you guys as well for bringing the plants and and giving people a chance to get educated about plants that they they you know i'm sure you get a lot of people that are thinking about doing plant medicine and so yeah, it's powerful what you guys are doing with the guests you have come through here say for people um you know in the bleeding there's there's one prayer that we do every day and it's the only mandatory one you know, we can give, we can give gratitude and do all kinds of other things. But I'd recommend for people, when you wake up in the morning, just give thanks for another day of life, another opportunity to be here for the day. And if you you do that, you're immediately, you know, starting your day off, you know, in, in gratitude. And so, yeah, knowing this, this is, this is your chance, you know, and, and we're here to enjoy life. And that means different things for, for everybody. But uh, the tools are are out there, whether it's iboga or another plant medicine. Like, you know, if you're feeling disconnected somehow, like this, the the plants are one of the few things that really work consistently. And so, you know, yeah, yeah, just uh, really send blessings to your audience and and you both and uh, very much appreciate the opportunity to be here.
1: Mm. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up here. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be sure to catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for sharing space and growing with us on the Modern Psychedelics
2: Podcast today. Come join our community on Instagram at Modern Psychedelics for more expansive content on a daily basis.
1: And if this episode sparked something within, please let us know by leaving a review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify. This really helps to catalyze the psychedelic renaissance.
2: The work begins when you come back down to earth and we're standing shoulder to shoulder with you doing it.